0: Hi, folks, It's uh, Des Fieber here, and welcome to another episode of the Franchise Entrepreneur. Now, today I would like to talk to you about the next step. What comes next after location number one? So, I'm going to again make some assumptions on it in here. So, let's just say you're at location number one. What is your plan? What is your strategy? to move the business forward. Now, for me, there are three possible outcomes here. There may well be more, but for me, um, in my mind, there are three ways to go here. Now, do nothing. So you're at one location and you make a decision that I'm happy with this. It's taken a lot of time, effort, money, pressure to get my first business off the ground and I'm making a decision that right now, that's enough. It's meeting my financial needs, it's meeting my financial expectations and I'm not prepared to risk going to the next step. Now, you won't be alone in that thought process. 90% of you who have already made the step to go into running your own business will not take it any further than your first one or two locations. That's a fact. And there are a number of reasons for that. And they're all very good reasons and there's nothing wrong with you staying at that level. One of the reasons why you may decide never to, to move beyond that one location, and probably one of the biggest reasons is fear, which is which is kind of a, an interesting one because when you made the decision to actually start your business, you probably made the biggest decision that you were ever going to make, the biggest leap of faith that you were ever going to make, but fear is always on your shoulder and it stays with you throughout the process no matter what strategy, you decide, fear is always on your shoulder. But it's interesting that once you've made that initial leap to start your business, make that commitment, and then you've got your first business up and running, fear creeps up again on you because what it says and what it whispers into your ear is, wow, you did it. You've made a success of this. Do you really want to risk the next step, why would you, you know? You've got this this thing that's talking in your ear saying, well, you're earning good money, life is good. Why go to the next step? And as I said, 90% of you won't move beyond that. And, and that may be absolutely fine for most of you um, because that one location, gives you a solid foundation for you to build the rest of your life on. For your family too, um, for you to generate income for your family, for you to create a good income, for you to create a good lifestyle. And a lot of these, uh, a lot of the people that stick at that area, they tend to then do, keep it safe. You know, keep it, um, keep their investments safe. They they invest excess money into stocks, shares. Maybe buy a couple of um, buy to lets. They've got a good they've a good life. There's nothing wrong with it. It's comfortable. It's good. And if and if you're happy with that, then that's fantastic. But it will be a real shame that if you're. Um, compromising on your ambition and your dreams for that safety. That you get to the end of your life or the end or the beginning of retirement and you look back on it and, and look back on all the missed opportunities you had to do something bigger, better and create something more. If you get to retirement and you look back on it and go yeah this is great you know this is what I wanted then that's that's fantastic it's probably not for me I think I would have got very frustrated at that and um, I could have done that and certainly it would have been less pressure for me to have done that But I think I would have got to retirement and been disappointed in myself that I never took the opportunities that came my way you know a lot of people know, don't move beyond that one or two stores. You know, they may create a second location at a later date. But it's a fairly small business. It's a generic business. It's quite small, it's comfortable, it's safe. As much as being self-employed and owning your own business can be safe. But life gets in the way also. You know, before you know it, you've delayed, scaling your business, and then you've started a family. Your, the pressures to um, create financial stability and pressures on your time to spend with your family get in the way of scaling your business. So all of these things conspire to preventing you from, from growing your business. So that's, that's, you know, number one. But just remember, there's nothing wrong with that. As long as you don't get to the end of the road and then have a lot of regret that you never done the scale in the, your business and, or didn't take option two or three. Now option two is, is where you decide to scale your business. Scaling your business can fall into a couple of categories, but I think where a lot of people misinterpret, uh, miscalculate, is how much it costs to grow and scale your business. So you want to build and scale, but what are your reasons for doing this? So you have to have and be very clear on why you are looking to scale your business may seem like a simple question but everyone has different reasons um, if your reason is to scale in order to sell at a later date then you have to bring in outside money at some point and probably the sooner the better. Um, if you're looking to grow your business um, more organically then that falls into, I think, the category number three, which I'll come to in a few minutes. But let's stick with number two. So you're looking to scale the business in order to sell the business. So this is an asset that you're looking at growing in order to sell, not to keep hold of, or potentially um, to keep hold of maybe some element of small shares within the business. But predominantly, you're looking to earn your money by selling it at a later date. In order to do that, in order to grow, build value within the business, you need to grow it and grow it relatively quickly. Now the reality is, you are not going to be able to do that purely by franchising. This is where a lot of people make a mistake, that they think, well I can get scale and I can get it quickly, purely by franchising. Now, if you have deep pockets, you can do that without looking for outside money. You can, you can get your growth from franchising whilst using your, your profits from it and reinvesting it back into the business, but also you're going to need additional finance. Now, you may be able to get some of that from the banks, but you're talking about a significant amount of money here, and you are. It is a significant amount of money. I've been there. You know, I originally built my business to sell my business. I wasn't sentimental about it. I had no real, um, you know, uh, emotional ties to the business. It was purely, I'm going to build that business, I'm going to sell it, and I'm going to then possibly do something else and I earn I my money that way. It became very evident pretty quickly that... I could get a certain amount of growth and quick growth purely by franchising and reinvesting the profits back into the business. But the downside of that was it was very, very limited opportunity for me to be able to take money out for myself and for my family and for, um, you know, for all for, for my own personal needs, because everything got sucked up by the business. You may remember the old saying, you know. Um, feed the dragon you have to keep you have to keep on feeding it you have to keep on feeding it it was sucking up everything because you are building an overhead in order to support your franchise network and this is the bit that a lot of people underestimate i underestimated today i have close to 20 stores we've scaled back from where we were two years ago and i've got a different approach but and we've moved more on to option number three. But option number two at the time, um, we had a, a huge overhead, probably around, you know, or well, certainly for us around probably £750,000 a year just on our central overhead. So our central office, our training facilities, our, our um, you know, our, our um, personnel, and including my, my wages that I was taking out as well. That's a lot of money to generate uh, from your franchisees and your company-owned stores in order to maintain and also reach your personal expectations on what you want to take out for for yourself and continue to grow. We found it very difficult. We had the options to sell equity within the business and bring in outside money. I didn't for for various reasons, and and mainly because I wanted to stay in control of the business and I didn't feel that the options available to us were particularly attractive at the time. But let's just say, for for instance, you do go down that route. You have a franchise model. You are getting growth, but it's not fast enough for you in order for you to get to where you want to get to. So you decide to bring in outside money. There are big advantages to it and big disadvantages to it. The advantage is that you will probably get some financial equity uh, release for yourself. It will not be substantial. Don't think it will. If you think you're gonna get millions of pounds from someone coming in and putting a couple million, two, three million pounds into the business, you're wrong. It doesn't work that way. They will allow you to take out a certain percentage, and the rest of the money will stay in the business for growth. The argument being that you've given up some equity in the business, that money goes into the business to grow it, and therefore the business is worth more in the future, and you'll then exit the business at a later date at a a, a profit, because the business will be bigger and valued higher than what it was previously. Sounds great, doesn't it? And in in many cases, that works. But in a lot of cases, there are other considerations to take on board. One of them being that you've gone from a a business that you completely control. You have the final say on everything. Any strategy changes, any um, financial investments, they are down to you you don't have to take into consideration anyone else. When you bring in outside money, you will create a board, you will create other directors. You will be accountable to those directors, regardless of the fact that you may still have the majority shares in the business. The environment has changed from what you have been working in. You will be accountable you will have to meet other people's expectations. They've invested this money for a return on investment, for growth, and you have to deliver on that. And you will be accountable each month, each fortnightly meeting, uh, to deliver that. So you are ramping up the pressure on yourself. Don't underestimate that pressure that will come from that. You may um have been able to negotiate a deal where there is where you will be exit in the business sooner. So it could be that this is a this is a, a buyout, but a gradual buyout. But even that gradual buyout will be based upon you hitting financial targets in order to, for them to to pay you the agreed amount. So don't think that this is an easy route. In fact, it's probably the most difficult route out of all of them, because you're no longer um, in control of everything. Yes, you have some money, but all of that money has to go into achieving growth. It's not for your personal use, but it does probably take a little bit of pressure off you in terms of meeting your monthly bills. It's it's a balancing act. Beware of the pressure to deliver. You know, for me personally, it was, um, I had to consider this fairly carefully because I wasn't sure it was in my nature to actually work comfortably alongside this type of structure. You know, when I've been so used to making the final decisions and and pushing the business forward myself. So for me, it was a, it was not the right structure to take, to take the business forward. And also, plans change. You know, your um, needs over 10, 20 years change. Your needs of your family change. Now, you have to ask yourself, what happens in this scenario when you've taken outside money in? They want growth, they want return on investment, They want a piece of you, your time. But over a period, you you then decide that, well, actually, this isn't for me. I no longer want to sell the business. You're going to be faced with added pressure of having to raise finance in order to buy them out, assuming that there is some agreement in place that you can buy them out. But remember they will want the pound of flesh if it's a successful business you will be paying a significantly increased amount if it's if it, the business isn't doing particularly well then you know there may be some sort of deal for you to to do there. but again it's pressure you know in this category there is a lot of pressure there is you know if you thought you had pressure and starting up your business just get to one location taking the business and scaling it to multiple locations is a whole new ballgame and if you've got the added pressure of outside money in there as well then you know you're you're ramping your pressure levels up all the time you don't want to become a slave to the business you know it's something that you have to keep on feeding it And it's food is growth and return on investment. Is this what you really got into business for in the first place? Okay, so now we come to the third category. Now this is my preferred choice. Um, And it's taken me a while to get to this decision. I tried, I didn't really try number one. It was never a case of me ever just stopping at one, one business. Um, but number two was certainly was certainly um, prevalent in my my earlier years. But certainly in the last couple of years, um, category number three is where I'm at. Organic growth via franchising is my preferred route. Look, yes, you have to reinvest into your overhead, and don't underestimate this. Um, it comes back to what I said before: the overhead is fairly significant. But if you can temper your need for growth and your desire for fast growth, and that's the important thing, fast growth, then you can keep your overheads at a sensible level and build as you go when you can afford to do it. But yes, you have to keep reinvesting into the business and into your overhead. Plan your strategy. Grow at a slow, steady pace. There's nothing wrong with being a slow, steady Eddie. I know in this day and age, everyone wants everything now and tomorrow, but if you wanna grow a successful business, then slow, steady growth will lead to really good results over a course of time. So be patient. If you do need external funding, there are other options out there which enable you to still stay in control. Of course, there are bank loans and things like that, but obviously they can be difficult and tiresome to go through the rigmarole of getting. But there's asset finance, so if you do want to open up your corporately owned stores, that's an option for you to do rather than continuing to reinvest profits. You stay in control of the decision making. Now, if you're like me, that's a huge thing. Um, Accountability can come via mentorship, if that's what you're looking for, if you need that kind of accountability. Um, But having the ability to be able to change direction and make decisions for the business quickly and without having to... um, Take into consideration other people's um, motives and, and desires and expectations is really important, or it certainly was in my, in my case. Now, once you're at a certain size, you can you can make the decisions that you may wish to accelerate growth or even slow down growth, depending on your own personal circumstances and requirements at the time remember life has a habit of getting in the way Um, and when I mean life gets in the way it could be that you've decided to start a family you've got married you may want to slow down you may want to spend more time in your family so that may be a period of where you consolidate the business and you go for slow growth if you're in control of it then you can make that decision. If you bring in outside money, I'm afraid you're playing with other people's expectations. They will want that growth no matter what. You're in control. Just remember, you're now in control. You can make these decisions. There is nothing wrong with slow. Remember, even 10% growth on a business that you've grown to 10 stores over 20 years, Play with an example let's just say you're 30 years old when you you've started out you've got the business to 10 10 stores 10 percent growth over over the, the next 20 years it, it's going to increase your business up to what? Well, so you've got 30 stores now you're at the age of 50 you're Potentially, your, your children are older, they've gone to university, you can now accelerate that growth. You know, 10% growth is, is nothing in franchising. You know, one store a year we're talking about here over 20 years. At the age of 50, you've still got a significant business at, at 30 stores. But now you're, you're at a point in your life where your children have grown up, they've left home. You can accelerate that. But let's just say you don't accelerate that. Maybe you still only grow at 10%. So you're adding three stores a year over the next 10 years. At the end of those 10 years, you're 60 years old. You've now got 60 stores, 60 locations, or more. In fact, it's more than that. When you get to those kind of scales, the business becomes and can become more passive for you, it's generating a passive income for you if it's via the franchise model, you then got the luxury of making lifestyle choices, and you're you're at a a relatively young age still, and you've got a pretty significant business and you own it 100%, 100% in control you have a legacy that you can pass on to your children and you have a great lifestyle or potentially a great lifestyle because you've decided to go down a slow, steady approach in your business. And it, I know it's very difficult because I've had this um, issue myself, that I'm always looking to accelerate, I'm always looking to grow faster, but I've had to um, temper that. You know, For, for example, Like I said, we're at 20 stores at the moment. We've signed a master franchise for London for 37 stores, um, a master franchise for Manchester and Greater Manchester for about the same, another one for Portugal for 25 stores. I could, assuming that those master franchises stick to the um, agreement, sit back now in relatively comfortable knowledge that my income becomes passive because I've got between those 74 um, well, 100 stores opening over the next 10 10 years. That's a great position to be in but I'm not having to work massively hard to achieve that I've done the hard part in achieving my first 20 stores and have a foundation business to build upon. It's taken 11 years to get to that point. I made some mistakes along the way. I took a wrong turn somewhere and and wanted to go down the wrong route. I've turned back on myself and I'm much more happier with the business that I've got and the opportunities that I've got. And that came from a, a mindset change from chasing growth quickly to wanting to grow the business in the right way, in a steady way over a period of time. And if the opportunity presents itself for growth but without me moving away from my strategy, then take it. And, and that could be that you get and sign a ask franchise for a location and then all of a sudden your growth rate accelerates significantly without it becoming a burden on yourself and pressure on yourself and that's really important keep the pressure to the minimum create the business that you want as passively as it can be so to summarize the next step decide which strategy it's best with you, whether it's A, B, or C. Remember, A can become B or C at a later date. Relatively easily, it's a change of direction. B will only become A if it's failed, if it's become a failing business, and is difficult to change. To become C at a later date because you've got outside money involved. You're no longer in control and it's much more difficult to change direction. C, you're in control and it can become B at a later date if you decide you want to look for an exit. So I hope you found this uh, podcast of interest and I hope you join me again for next week's podcast and um, please do leave reviews. They are always very useful and helpful um, and helps us get exposure. Thank you.